Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. We have our conversation going on at the web at all times on boldenterprises.com. We hope you join us there. Hey, we are launching into week two here of our series on technology change, new tools or just new obstacles. And I'm here with my podcast producer extraordinaire and software development genius, George Rosas. How are you today, George? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're going to dive right into gadget obsession today. You and I probably don't sit on the same side of the the fence here, knowing um, your love for new things. At any one time, Carl, I can have eight, nine gadgets in my pockets and on my desk. Yes, I would call myself a, a gadget lover. And even just the way we're titling this shows my bias. You know, things are changing so fast and new features and new tools and entire new ideas for communication keep coming out. And what to do, what to do. I think it would be helpful for our listeners initially to hear what advantage and what benefit besides the pure adrenaline rush that you get out of being um, an early adopter, being there early on, even while things are imperfect. Yeah, there are certain gadgets that for me will offer some new way to do something that I find just so interesting. It's hard to resist. For example, a cell phone that has a new feature that hadn't been around before, or, you know, is the camera better inside this new cell phone? Will it replace me having to take a real camera to a party. You know, these kinds of things are constantly bombarding us in advertisements, whether it's on television or on the internet. And I do fall prey to some of those, Carl. Well, I'm kind of at the opposite end. I'm sitting there think, looking at this investment and in the new gadget, and I'm thinking, oh, I want that so badly, but I don't really know if I would use any of those new features. And then I end up talking myself right out of it until I wait till those new features are established in the communication culture. And then... I jump on board at that point. Yeah, I think that is who I aspire to be. (laughs) Once I have five different cameras and four different music players and iPods and these things, you know, there is a limit at some point. You know, I wonder if our listeners have also reached that saturation point, if they have a desk just cluttered with different gadgets that essentially do a lot of the same things. One thing we're trying to tap into is whether adopting something new is helpful or not, if it's increasing our focus and productivity or if it's serving as a distraction and extending our learning curve. Now, with new gadgets, I'd say that I see two groups of people out there who jump in early on. So we're not talking about the waiters like myself. And one I would call early adopter and the other call it I'd call it gadget lover and the gadget lover gets into it and ends up being distracted by the features there's another category of person out there that really is kind of an experimenter how you were describing yourself actually starts using these different features what distinguishes these people how how would one identify themselves if they're got to have the latest thing out there. Yeah, I try not to be an early adopter myself. I will usually leave a period of time before my interest in some gadget you know, really gets me. I was pretty late to get an iPod. A lot of people mm. had an iPod very early on. Loved the iPod idea, but it wasn't quite right for me. The, the screen was a black and white screen, and it wasn't quite as exciting as I thought a lot of people made it out to be. Then here comes along the color screen iPod that plays video. That holds more music. And at that point, I had to jump on board. I think that is a smart tactic to use in this world is to sort of let the early versions play out and come in when the technology is a little more mature, a little more reliable, and you're less likely to get burned. Plus, usually it costs less down the line. So that's interesting because you're pointing to our second category there, kind of finding where you fall on the 
jumping in and dealing with the risks of early adoption versus the reliability of a more mature product, but maybe being a little behind the curve of other people who are in there. And I'm dealing with that just in communicating with our listeners on the web and in the, the podcast. And so much is changing on the web with blogging technology and social networks and which one's going to be established. And I you know, usually tend to wait and see who's what's going to be mainstream, but it's hard to wait because... My competitors are out there with entire social networks developed, and I'm still putting profiles up on Facebook. When your business is dedicated to reaching people via technology, you really don't have time to wait it out. And sometimes you have to experiment a little more than you might want to. If we looked at the internet five, six years ago and compared it to what it is today, it's very different. You know, people wanted to go to the New York Times to get their news. They wanted to go to established media outlets. But now we sort of give each other the news. And this Mm -hmm. is a very different world than it was just a few years ago. And uh, if you know, you have to keep up with the changes, especially if your business depends on uh, being out there electronically. So one criteria there does have to do with our competition and staying abreast of everyone else. And that would lead us to take a little more risks with new technology, because there you got the left behind problem. That's right. And the other side of the risk is all the bugs and unreliability of the new development and whether someone's going to be able to tap into your private information and spread it wildly. (laughs) And other things that make people nervous on the web. Yeah, you know that the particular avenue of communication has matured when the spammers get to it. That's hilarious. Well, that's our decision-making criteria right there. Just wait until the spam starts and then jump on board. Now it's time for you. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, we've got different kinds of people out there. And when I'm helping people in their business, we're also, we look at individual styles and the type of person who, back to what I was saying about being distracted before, who has a role that needs to be highly focused. New toys don't always serve them well, do they? No. uh, Sometimes the allure of the technology is greater than the benefits of adopting it. You know, I just helped a friend of mine where his company wanted to jump to an all-digital phone system at their uh-huh. company. They didn't want the what they call the POTS, the plain old telephone system, <laughs> because this is the high-tech way to do these things. But then they found out that their internet connection that they lease every month does not give them the bandwidth to have oh. a digital telephone system. So they spent all this money on digital phones that now they can't use, and so they have to go back to the plain, reliable system they had before. And they could go back. They hadn't cut those wires yet. (laughs) I assume they had parallel phone systems for a while. But, you know, this is an example of when a technology that seems sexy and alluring sometimes presents problems that we're not expecting. We have to take into account the big picture when we're adopting something that even may seem simple on the surface. And so the clue there, I really think, is the subject is not technology. When looking at a new gadget, the subject's always yourself and your work and what you're trying to accomplish and staying super focused on that. And then when you start looking around for what tools are going to help you communicate better, enjoy it more, get things done quicker, keep track of larger amounts of data. When you look at, when you're looking for tools to help you, the obsession with the tool being the latest and the greatest or the fastest and the best is no longer your decision-making criteria. It's really what will work for you, and what will get your business what it needs. Well, this is good. What we really want, and we're going to wrap this up on Gadget Obsession, 
is for those who are early adopters to feel free to enjoy that. And there's life and creativity and exploring new worlds for a certain category of people out there when a new technology comes out. And the rest of us need you to do that exploring because it transforms how we work, as George said. But for those for whom it's really a distraction, we are probably better off waiting and not filling our time with the risks and the foibles until we get to where things are more established and reliable. Is that a fair summary? Absolutely. That's the way that we want to look at this technology is, does it apply to you? Does this new way of doing things help you? Or does it really take your time away from doing the things that are more important? I'm going to follow this new way of looking at things, Carl. I'm going to stop buying iPods. (laughs) (laughs) I have way too many. (laughs) Okay, you all heard it here. Well, thank you, George. This is a good week. Next week, we're moving on to look at upgrades and that decision-making process where investment is involved and learning curves are involved. So we hope you join us again. Join us during the week, interacting with me on my blog on this topic at boldenterprises.com. Have a great week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 